Hello, my gorgeous lovebird. I have a really special sacred announcement on today's episode of the podcast. If you're listening to this episode, it's probably safe to bet that you are an aspiring entrepreneur or a business owner who's dedicated to creating her own wealth, abundance, and prosperity, making money, doing what she loves. Now, you guys know over the last seven years, I have helped thousands of women create wealth, abundance, and prosperity through their businesses by sharing the mindset secrets, the strategy steps, and all of the inner work required to create a successful multiple six-figure brand. I've gone on to watch clients become millionaires, hit their first 10K months, and beyond. So if you're listening to this show, I want to give you a chance to take a step to learn the things that you do not know, to find the support, the structures, the steps and the plans to create the multiple six-figure business of your dreams. I'm so happy to announce that my new special offer, Sacred Six-Figure Biz Bootcamp, now has its waitlist open. This is a two-day experience where you jump on over a weekend virtually and learn everything that you need to learn about how to create a multiple six-figure brand. This is a two-day experience that is recorded. You get lifetime access to all of the content and you can visit the sales page to see all of the details and put your name on the wait list to get a special exclusive offer as a member of this community and as a listener of this podcast. Simply go to laurenoflove.com slash bootcamp to see the schedule breakdown and all of the trainings inside. I am not holding anything back on this two-day virtual experience of a lifetime. I'm going to be sharing with you my steps to creating a six-figure product suite, how to create the flow formula for passive income and multiple revenue streams, the secrets to discovering your ideal client, how to up-level and sell and market yourself in an empowered way. Plus, we are not just covering the strategy steps. I'm also bringing in top experts to walk you through inner healing around embodying your leader, releasing your fears, coming into a good frequency of money and manifestation, and how to up-level your skills as a coach and sell in an aligned, energetic way. So if these are topics that really speak to you, simply go to laurenoflove.com bootcamp and put your name on the wait list to get notified when those doors open. The weekend experience is February 26th and 27th, and this is gonna be magic. So make sure you come and join us. You can go visit the schedule, laurenoflove.com bootcamp. Add your name to that wait list to get an exclusive special offer. I love you guys so much. Hope to see you there. My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and I have recorded this podcast intro 17 times. Okay, let me just make that so clear for you. <laughs> I, I have so much to share with you guys today. I am a channel of uh, creativity that's starting to open. It is Friday. I'm recording this. I've been through... Uh, an energetic shitstorm, if you will, over the last couple of days because I've just been moving through it. And and listen, there's like no shame in that, right? We all go through these seasons where we're moving through hard times. I'm going to be talking about that more with you guys on our next episode of the show, dealing with dark energy storms and how these things show up in your life. Um, but hi, we're here. We're recording this intro. We are present in this moment. I am creating for you. 
after days and days and days of feeling uninspired and unmotivated to actually sit down and record anything. And I, I want to remind all of you, all you creators out there, all you women who are uh, doing magical, beautiful things in the world, when your channel is tapped out, that is okay, right? To make space to say, hey, I am not inspired. I have nothing to say. I don't feel like I want to create anything. I really think that's uh, a beautiful season to be in. It's kind of this, like what I like to call the hibernation season. And oftentimes we feel like we can't create or put out into the world when there's a calibration happening within us to expand us and get us to this new level where we're going to create even more beautiful magic. So what I mean by this is like if you're going through an awakening, a transformation, an elevation, a shift, a change, an expansion, not only may you be feeling dark, heavy energy because this is part of that process of illumination. Again, we'll talk about that on our next episode. But you may also feel like you have no energy to create. You have no energy to put out. You have no energy to do. And I can definitely relate and understand this energy after going through a really deep journey of struggling with my health and feeling like I was going through a very deep dark night of the soul, didn't know what to produce, didn't know how to show up. Uh, So I had this like great long period of time where I did feel uninspired. And now... I know how to navigate these energies a little bit more effectively so that they don't last a really long time when I'm going through a darker, more overwhelming, energetic period of my life. I I maybe need a couple of days or, you know, a week to just rest and recover. And again, we're going to talk about that more next week, but I'm here and I'm back and it feels really good to create for you guys. And I want to say it's such an honor to show up and navigate this process with you to talk about the ebbs and flows of self-healing, the journey of expansion, the journey of waking up, the journey of becoming the best version of you and and being spiritual, like all of this. It's such a gift to be able to show up and have these conversations on the show. And I think also, you know, I'll just say it's really especially a gift because I know there are so many people out there in the world who feel like their local present in-person communities don't really get it, right? I think that's part of the struggle of going through some of these spiritual things is that can feel very isolating. It can feel very uh, alone. Like we don't have the support system that we really, really want or desire in our hearts. And uh, I was, I'm so blessed that in my life and in my journey, I've been able to manifest and call in some incredible women who kind of get it, like like really actually get it. Like they sometimes get it more than me, right? Like my sisters are always teaching me and always showing me and expanding me in new ways. And uh, it's really, really helpful to hear from other women about what they're navigating on their spiritual journeys and their difficult times and what they move through and, and their stories of their shamanic wake-ups and their lessons of transformation. And I really enjoy this new season of the podcast we're in where I get to like bring some of my sisters who are in that space on the show. So last week we had Paige Cole. She came on and talked about her life in the sex industry and embracing her sensuality and her sexuality as a coach and a teacher and a facilitator in the online space. Uh, She also talked about how to create wealth and embrace the feminine, all these things. 
And then today we have an amazing guest. I'm so excited to have her on the show, Jen Casey. Jen is my longest running soul sister. Like, so cool to think about. We met in high school. You're going to hear the story of our journey. Jen and I uh, came back together in our, after our college years where we started to hold each other accountable to grow businesses. And we weren't really into like the spirituality stuff the way that we are now. I mean, things have just so transformed. She is uh, my plant medicine sister. She is my business sister. She is my soul sister. She's, she's so many things. And I really am so grateful to have this woman in my life. And I'm really honored to bring her on the show today to talk about her own spiritual journey and what she's been through. So Jen Casey has been a full-time entrepreneur for even longer than me. I think back since 2011, she's been growing an online business And she is so gifted in the study of what works with marketing and online space and business development. She's actually our expert for the Sacred Six Figure Business Bootcamp coming in to talk about sales because one of the issues that we have when we're showing up to sell in our businesses is that it feels icky, it feels salesy, it feels sleazy. And Jen has really done a beautiful job of combining her relationship with spirituality to teach sales in a way that's soulful and aligned and in integrity. So I'm really excited to bring her into that Sacred Six Figure Business Bootcamp. Her training, I believe, is on day one. And so you're going to get that live and recorded as well. Uh, But today we're having a deeper conversation around her own story and her own journey of transformation. Uh, Jen had her spiritual gifts turn on over the last couple of years while we together side by side had been growing and transforming we both kind of went through these very similar experiences where our gifts kind of started to open and turn on and then we kind of got sick and went through this like really kind of difficult time and healing and then our businesses had to totally transform so she is a projector just like me and is such a divine mirror for that story of spiritual expansion turning on your energetic gifts and just what shifts and changes in your reality. And we have this really beautiful, deep, open conversation about all of this. We talk about her journey of using her voice and how both of us grew up and met actually uh, through the musical theater world and how our relationship with our voice has changed over time, the, the pressure and the anxiety of performing to then recognizing that Our gift of the voice is actually a sacred energetic healing tool. There's so much to talk about here on this topic. And she also talks about her energy gifts and moving her hands and how she had this really big, beautiful activation of her work, how she started to infuse that into her business, and just some of the challenges and obstacles and lessons that she learned along the way. This is a really incredible conversation for anybody who has shifted their business direction, anybody who has spiritual gifts that are turning on, anybody who has a background in musical theater or song, or if you were a little girl who loved to sing when you were younger, there's so much medicine and lesson inside this episode. So I invite you to sit back, relax, enjoy the journey of this beautiful conversation. And when you have a minute, please take some time and go check out the Sacred Six Figure Business Bootcamp. Jen is one of our experts for the week. You can see the whole schedule of the experience by going to laurenoflove.com slash bootcamp. And we will put the link in the show notes. Doors are officially open and close on Friday. 
And then we have our boot camp live this weekend on the 26th and 27th. So I hope to see you there. All right, guys, enough about me, enough about these intros. Let's dive into the juiciness of this conversation. I love you, and I'll see you on the other side of this episode. Welcome, lovebird. You're listening to the Lauren of Love podcast, recorded by me, your host, Lauren Eliz Love. I am so deeply honored to be here with you and to help you move one step closer to creating your dream life simply by listening to this show. I'm a spiritual mentor, a master in the art of self-healing, and the creator and founder of an online transformation program called HEAL. Since 2012, I have been on my own journey of self-healing my way to true happiness. I quit my corporate job to grow a successful $700,000 a year business. I ended an abusive marriage to find my true soulmate. I overcame drug addiction, mental illness, and severe chronic health challenges, and I released my trauma to come home to my true self-love. My life has truly transformed, and now it's your turn. On this show, I'm going to be sharing all of the medicine that has helped me create the life of my dreams so that you can create yours. If you can feel it, you can heal it, and you can change anything in your life. This podcast is a safe space for you to do just that, to learn what needs to be learned, to see what needs to be seen, and to feel what you need to feel so that you can have a life beyond your wildest dreams. Your desires are your destiny, and you are the person you have been waiting for to make them happen. Here on the Lauren of Love podcast, we are going to dive deep into a study of self-mastery. On the show, you will learn about how to self-heal your life how to deepen your relationship with spirit, and how to truly embody and reclaim your power. This podcast is a safe space for us to explore the deep inner workings of self-mastery and helping you expand, grow, evolve, and become the best version of yourself. I believe in you, I am here for you, and you got this. Now let's dive in. Okay, here we go. Take two. Uh, So excited. This is, if you guys don't know, this is like a kind of a two-parter, I feel like. Like, I feel like we began this story on Jen Casey's podcast. We're going to share a link in the show notes as well for when it goes live. Hopefully we'll plan to release them around the same time, maybe. And now we're jumping into a part two conversation where I was on Jen's show and now she's on mine bringing her into the space with all of these lovebirds who are so dedicated to your personal path of healing and expansion and growth. And like, man, sisters have been such a catalyst for me. And Jen Casey is like the top sister on my list of women who I feel have changed my life. So I'm really honored and so excited to bring her on the show. Obviously I'll record an intro prior to this Jen and share our beautiful story of how we met and all of the things. Jen Casey, welcome to the Lauren of Love podcast. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I think this is, well, I've been on your podcasts in the past, but I think this is the first time on the new iteration, the expanded like level three version of, of the show. 
It's so crazy because I don't know if like, maybe you feel this way too, but like when you meet people in this conversation now, having met them in a podcast conversation before, it's like, you get to see this whole evolution of self. So like, feel like I'm meeting you here in this new place. And I feel like you're meeting me. And it's like, if we've known each other for years and it's just like, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's really special to have a deeper conversation because we've gone deeper. We've grown deeper together. Um, yeah. You have, how long have you been on your personal development journey? If I were to ask you that question. Hmm. That is an interesting framing. So from a reading personal development books, probably when I began my first online business in 2011, but I mean, we're on this journey of life, man. And so <laughs> we're, we're, we're always in it. Uh, no, but yeah, I, I, it's, there's been many evolutions throughout my life as there have been for most people. Yeah. And we're, we're going to, we're going to jam about some of that today. I think. I know I'm so excited. I would really love um, to share if you can just kind of drop in and maybe from like your perspective, I would love to know the entryway of your personal development journey was through money, right? And recognizing from a perspective of like, this is good for my business. This is working on myself is going to expand my business. It's going to create more financial abundance. Has that dynamic in your inner work shifted over the years and how? Mm, Absolutely. So funny enough in really reflecting on this more recently, I'm pretty sure I hadn't started my business yet, but my very first personal development book while it was when I was still pursuing a career in theater. And I woke up one Sunday and my mom had Oprah's Super Soul Sunday on. So this is somewhere between 2008 and 2011. And normally I would kind of watch it passively, but on this particular day, Don Miguel Ruiz was on and whatever it was about him, the author of the four agreements, I was glued to the TV to the point where I was sitting with my butt on my feet, like sitting on my knees, inches away from the TV, hanging onto his every word. And I just remember thinking, I don't know what he's doing, uh, what he's smoking, (laughs) but I need some of that in my life. (laughs) Like that is what I want. That is what I need. I couldn't quite articulate or pinpoint what it was, but he just had this lightness about him when he smiled it was like joy emanated throughout his entire being and I wanted to feel the way that he looked like he felt yeah I really so like I again I didn't read I was not a reader I didn't read personal development books at this point I was still in college and I went and on Amazon and I bought the four agreements and I was obsessed with it I brought it with me absolutely everywhere. I read it cover to cover multiple times. And then whenever I would go into audition for musical theater stuff in the city, I used to have full-blown panic attacks and I didn't know what they were. I just remember thinking, I don't know how people have the energy to go and do this every single day. I can only muster the energy to do this once a week because I would go into full fight or flight. So I would lose control of like, my bodily functions and like have to run to the bathroom. And then I have all this anxiety. I'm going to miss it because I'm in the bathroom. And so I started bringing the four agreements with me and reading it on the train and then reading it prior to the audition and not talking to anybody. And that was what 
allowed me to sort of replace the scarcity and fear voice in my head and replace it with something that was way more grounded. And it really positively impacted the way that I felt going into those auditions. So I would say that was sort of like the introduction, but it's so funny because like <laughs> getting this like Toltec shamanic wisdom, I didn't know what I was picking up. I didn't know how like full circle that would be for me. And so then in 2011, I, I joined a network marketing company and one of their core values was and vital behaviors, as they called it, was to read personal development every single day. And so that was really when I started reading sort of the more typical things that you might find under the personal development section, especially at that time, it was very like masculine, very much about performance and high achievement and getting certain habits in. And so I started shifting away from the more sort of spiritual conversation around personal development and began really reading and investing my time, energy, and attention into things that were more uh, linear, more structured. And as you were kind of asking, like more money driven, and it really became about, I am doing this for the sole purpose of monetary achievement. And if I haven't achieved certain monetary or financial goals, therefore I'm not doing enough personal development. And so I had this sort of like warped relationship with the way in which I came into self-study and yeah, thankfully that has massively evolved <laughs> over the years, but yeah, that was really where it started. And I'm so grateful for that because it, it, it was, it was where it all began. That was like my jumping off point and it gave me so many things to hang on to. And we had mentioned on the episode that we did on my show, just about sort of the energy of somebody when they first come back from an event or they're first doing personal development, they just want to share it with everybody. And I remember reading a book about goals and that I wanted to sit down with every person in my life and help them figure out their 10 goals. And everyone was like, Jen, leave me the hell alone. I was like, but you need goals too. That's why you're not achieving what you want. So I became like that annoying person. And yeah. thankfully, uh, kind of dropped in a little bit more and, and <laughs> entertained other people and was able to just focus on me. That's, you know, I think it's really important to remember like, when you're, when you're so passionate about something, just like letting it embody within you. Right. And like letting yourself cultivate and be an embrace of what you're learning and having that be enough, you know? So that, and also too having women now in this space of the inner work where, you know, you've shifted more into studying with plant medicine and you're like more in like a feminine connection to the universe and like really deepening, right. Like, and coming back to those roots having women to do that with side by side, I feel like has been huge. Um, so for those of you who don't know, right, like maybe we can just get people up to speed about our connection. Yeah. So Jen and I met when we were really young, we were in college. And if you did not listen to Jen's podcast, I'll get you all the details here too, but please go listen to that other episode. Uh, Jen and I were on the subway auditioning for colleges and we were going into the city and I was with my mom and she was with hers and we just made a connection and just knew that we were both going to the same place. And we had this one brief moment in the universe and then kind of just never saw each other again until we were, how, how old were we? Were we, this was after college, right? So this was like, I would say a year after we graduated. So we were like 23 maybe. It was, I believe it was early 2016, like February or maybe like 
it might've been like December of 2015 or just that first. Cause I remember I was leaving network marketing or kind of going back and forth about it at that time. And I was slowly making that transition, but I was still kind of hanging on to it. And I remember you came over to my parents' oh house my and took photos for me. We did like a brand photo shoot <laughs> and I was this close still. So I hadn't fully made the business coaching transition just yet, but I was starting to get clients and stuff. So yeah, we were, we were little babies. We were little babies. And like, I look at that now and just see, like we've been in plant medicine ceremonies where we get to sing together and yeah. it's really, I'm coming to your house in a couple of weeks and we're going to record music. Like it feels like where we met and this universal connection has just kind of come full circle in a really cool way. And part of our study together as sisters has been exploring plant medicine together. And I would love to hear and maybe have you share a little bit about, um, that transition in your life and what that medicine has done for you and what it's helped you with, I guess. Oh my gosh. There's so much to, to unpack here. <laughs> no, this is a big question. I love it though. I love this conversation. I will start by saying the idea of plant medicine was not even remotely on my radar, had never considered it. I had heard people mention ayahuasca here and there. I had no idea what it was. All I knew at the time was that you threw up and I didn't understand any of the reasoning behind it or the spiritual intention as most people don't. And when, I guess it was like 2019 where I had my first plant medicine experience and I didn't really know what to expect. And I was completely blown away by the connectedness that I felt with oneness and the, the joy that I got to experience with all the women that I was with, with you <laughs> and like just being there. And we're also like, wow, holy fuck, life is beautiful, man. And I'm in the bathroom looking at myself, just kind of exploring. And, and I remember writing, I brought my notebook with me and I wrote in my notebook, you're already there. It's already done. Yeah. And I say that all the time now that has become like my mantra. And I, I remember coming out of the bathroom being like, you guys, it's already done. We're already there. And especially when you're in the medicine, you just, <laughs> you understand things beyond language on a deeper, more integrated level, <laughs> yeah. most simplistic thing that just somebody else is like, e okay. And everyone's like, Whoa, dude, that's amazing. <laughs> so I had that experience. And then I remember during that same, uh, experience the next evening, I was laying on the ground and I was feeling kind of out of it. And a friend of mine started talking and I didn't really know what channeling was at the time, but as she was talking and sort of weaving in and out of different topics, I was seeing her face change, like almost as if there was like a ghost face floating over hers. And I thought I was just seeing things because the first night I had a very visual experience with my eyes open. And, but this night it, it was not that way. And I was looking around. I remember going, okay, coffee mug, looking normal. TV, looking normal. This person looking normal. Holy crap, what the hell's happened to her face? Like, I just did uh -huh. not know what was going on. And I remember I looked at her and I said, uh, I think you're channeling right now. I think, and she's like, oh my God, what are you saying? I'm free freaking me out. Oh my God. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you're fine. You're fine. Keep talking. And it was wild because she was, she, I saw three distinct faces. One was like a fairy face. And when that fairy face would come in, she would start talking about more feminine energy type things. Then there was this Egyptian looking person. And when that person would come in, 
she would start talking about Jesus and pyramids and the alignment of the pyramids and aliens. And then there was like a third face, another male sort of face. And that had like a different topic. And I remember seeing the faces shift as the conversation shift. And that was sort of like my validation that I was actually seeing something legit that she was really channeling these different beings. And then I remember there was one moment where it really, I was like, okay, there's no denying this where she was like, couldn't get her words out. And I saw all three faces trying to speak at once. Stop it. She was, she was like, (laughs) and like, and we were like, you're okay. You're okay. And she started crying. And it was because there's like so much coming through all at once. And I didn't remember like any of the stuff that she said the next day, but it was me and two other girls. And there was the one channeling I was seeing. And then the other like remembered every single thing that was said. Where, where was I for this? You were asleep. <laughs> wait, wait, okay. Maybe you left yeah. early. I don't remember where you were, but you weren't there that night. You got, I have a million questions about this. So like, we need to circle back to this after the podcast. <laughs> I'm like very curious about the details of it yeah that weekend was phenomenal like I feel like so many different so so okay so that happened for you once and then like is that medicine that like you can now work with in your day-to-day life has it come through so that was the beginning and the opening of me recognizing acknowledging and validating the idea of channeling. Now I had been a fan of Abraham Hicks for a while. So I was aware of what channeling was, but I'd never, it it never occurred to me that I want to say anybody could channel if they had the desire to, I don't know if that's actually the case, but I was also just beginning to open my channel. And so getting to witness somebody else channeling and have that sort of visual confirmation, there was a part of me that wanted to go, well, this doesn't make any sense this can't be real. I I don't know what I just saw. I have no scientific explanation. And that I think has been something that I've really been able to kind of untangle over the last two years and come to terms with some shit you can't explain, but actually like it doesn't just because you don't have context or language to explain it doesn't mean it's not actually happening and it's not very real. And you're not definitely seeing things. I remember even the first night I was seeing a lot of like blue and or or pink and purple, like vibrant neon pink and purple. We were, I was not in a space I was familiar with. And I was just kind of looking around the walls and just random places. And then the next day, or maybe even that night, I was looking around all of the places where I was seeing pink and purple were outlets and all around the TV. So anywhere there was electricity flowing, I was seeing vibrant, pink and purple. Oh my God. Wow. And like, again, just these little things where I'm like, well, that doesn't actually make any sense, but now it really makes sense. And holy shit, there's so many more gifts and so many more abilities that as human beings, we are not told or taught we have access to, but are available to us at all times. If we choose to begin exploring what they are or have somebody to guide us through that process. But yeah, that was like a huge awakening moment, that first journey experience of just seeing and then believing and validating myself of like, yeah. yes, this is what we saw and this is legit. Wow. I have like so much I want to dive into from this one <laughs> little brief thing. So this is profound, right? Because 
the first question that's coming through that I want to talk on is the fact that when these gifts come on, especially in plant medicine style experience, it can feel kind of overwhelming. It can feel like, holy shit, like, what am I seeing? What, what, holy, what, like, you know, a, a very like immensity. Like I know for me, one of my early ayahuasca experiences, the immensity of the energies that I was able to tap into just felt so foreign that it almost felt scary. So did you navigate any of that? Did you face any of that energy through that work of turning on your channel? Thankfully, while I was in the moment of things. So there, there's been many ceremonies after we, I had shared very publicly about like my experiences, my first ayahuasca sit at Rhythmia and all of that documented all of us were like, let's document this on the podcast. And I was, I'm like pros and cons about it. I'm like, ultimately glad that I did because I think a lot of people got to kind of get a different perspective, but it was all very personal, deep, totally. deep stuff. Um, so I, I would say in those experiences, I, I felt very connected to the medicine. I felt very one with the medicine. And there were certainly challenges and moments where I was unable to figure out what the messages were and just sort of like in this discomfort. And over time, I have learned the beauty of surrendering and like, not just being like, okay, fine, I surrender. No, actually fully surrendering. And that's really when all of the things will pass and all of the purges will kind of move through. And I would say one of the, biggest transformational awakening experiences was uh, pre-COVID when my energy gifts came through. And that was an insane night. (laughs) That that was, yeah, I remember that was like right before everything happened. Can you talk a little bit about what you experienced in that ceremony? Yeah. Well, I bring this one up because that one was definitely a moment of like, what the fuck is happening? But in the best way. Like, I don't understand this. Does it make any sense? What is going on? What? So basically I remember laying, just listening to music and this beautiful ceremony sit and my hand sort of started moving, waving back and forth. And at first I thought that it was just my hands sort of regulating or something. Cause that had happened to me a few months prior in ayahuasca where she was moving my feet. And I asked her, what are you doing? And she said, you're not walking with your soul. And so she was, you know, making sure that I was one with my body. So my hands moving in a similar undulated way, I kind of chalked it up to that. And it was kind of annoying because I was just trying to rest and my hand wouldn't stop moving and I had no control over my hand. And I kept trying to hold it down and something kept pulling it up and it was uncomfortable to stop it from moving. And so I sat up and I started almost conducting the room. And one of our friends, Catherine was like, I thought you were painting. I thought you were like painting the room. And, and we talked about this on, on an episode that we're sharing for on her show. So I'm like, I know she's cool with me sharing this. So you're like, literally, she's like, I thought you were painting. You literally became a blue alien and she was not on any medicine. So she's just seeing these things. I saw you as a blue alien too when this happened. What? Okay. You never told me that. So many synchronicities to this. Keep going. This is so good. Yeah. And I remember sitting up. And just having that moment of not necessarily fear, but the, oh, fuck, what the hell's happening to me moment. And I looked at one of other other friends and she just nodded at me so warmly. And I just kind of nodded her like, okay, okay, I'll keep going. And she was like, yes, it's beautiful. Keep going. It's okay. And so I'm, I'm moving my hands around the room and I start to notice that when I do certain movements, certain people are moving and I'm connected to certain people's energies. 
and I start moving my hand really, 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 really fast. And then it's like Shakira booty shake and happen in the corner. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh my God. So I stop and then the booty shake and stops. And then I start again. And then the booty shake, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I think I'm doing this. Am I moving this energy right now? Am I making this person move? Like, how am I puppeting this right now? This is so weird. But my hands were just moving with without me. Like I, I was, something else was being channeled through me and basically guiding me through the process of how to do this energy work. And so I remember there was one point where I turned my other side and somebody else was there. And I just was kind of moving something, fanning my hand above her kind of womb space. And I remember shaking my head really, like really intensely, like shaking it back and forth. And my one friend who was kind of watching the whole thing, she said after, I thought you were not sure what to do or you, you didn't know what you're doing. And I was like, no, I just, in my head, it was like, this is not hers. This is not hers. This is not hers. And I just felt like I pulled it out yeah. and I instantly started sobbing and she simultaneously started sobbing. Yeah. And I, I was like, holy that. shit, this is for real. Something crazy. This is real. That was a moment for me where I was like, <laughs> work is real like you think Something you know right like you you maybe go with like somebody who's like not experienced perhaps is a little reiki or something but like when you have like a, somebody who's really connected to their channel and in plant medicine oh my god yeah what and then I remember pull, like another friend was like okay can you do stuff on me I was like sure so I was like doing energy work over her and I remember seeing like she was just laid out on the ground with her arms spread open, just in full surrender. And I could see in my mind's eye, her veins were actually hands. Like if you take one hand and put it on your forearm and the other hand on your forearm, like hands like grasping for each other. And I saw that was in her veins and it was like ancestors that were holding on. Wow. And as I was, as my hands were moving, I saw these like vibrant blue water drops coming out of her and floating upward oh my god and it was like so cool (laughs) meanwhile I'm having conversations with somebody else I'm like my hands are going doing all this stuff and I'm turning around talking to somebody else what time is it yeah okay yeah yeah. and she's like how are you like you're literally not even looking and your hands are just still going my the next day I woke up oh my god my, my arms have never been that sore <laughs> in life because I was just literally flailing my arms around for like three and a half hours. Oh my god, my arms are so sore, and it was so insane. And then shortly after that, I, I hosted an in-person event, and I was able to. And and again, I had no idea like what this was. I didn't know if I was gifted this. I didn't know if it just came through for that one night. I was hopeful that I would be able to like do it ongoing, but I just didn't know. And then I uh, was working with one of my clients at that event, completely sober and didn't, wasn't on anything. And uh, it came through and I was able to give her quite a, quite an experience, life-changing experience. And it, it was her, right? Like she, that my hands simply guide and help people recognize what the energies are, but they have to choose to release it. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to be in that place of feeling safe and feeling able to like connect with your work too. Yeah. This is, it's so crazy too. Like I'm thinking of the, this whole story, right. Of what I I remember this trip. I remember when your gifts turned on, I remember you literally moving your hand towards my hip. 
I was having, I was going through it, that ceremony. I was having like a deep, tough time crying a lot and feeling so sick in my body. Mm-hmm. And you, your hand from across the room reached over and you started doing it. And my hip was moving like crazy. Yeah. You were the Shakira. <laughs> I, yeah. And I literally, I looked at you and I said, not yet or not now. Mm-hmm. And your hand stopped and you went down, but like, you never remembered hearing me say that. It was like, oh no, I do remember you saying that. I do. I do. Cause I remember you looked at me and you were like shaking your head, like, no, 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 I don't want this. And I remember when we were all sitting down integrating after you guys were all kind of like teasing me, like, damn Jen, like you're like relentless. Like you were going for it. And I'm like, you guys in what world do you think that that was actually me? Like, we're, 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 we're all here, right? Like I was not in control of my hands at all. So like your message was heard by spirit. And then, you know, I was kind of like, okay, like respect these boundaries or whatever, but yeah, like now I'm completely in control of my hands when I do that it's with so people. Cool. But at that night I was absolutely not. Yeah. Like, it was I was not moving my hands. I was hundred percent being trained in that I don't even like to call it work, but I was being trained in that. And like, since then I had worked with Shaman Durek and he just to kind of translate, he helped me um, really just understand like on a deeper level, what these abilities are. And he asked me if I had a birthmark on our one-on-one call. And I was like, "Um, what do you mean? He's like, well, not like a mole, like a birthmark. And I said, yeah, I have like a coffee stain kind of mirth bar. He goes, okay, where is it? I said, on my back. He's like, and where on your back? I'm like, my lower back? He's like, okay, okay. And so apparently your birthmarks are uh, like your your healing abilities from past lives. Wow. And so he had me activate my birthmark. He's like, okay, so like activate your birthmark. And I did, and I instantly started sobbing, crying and started getting all these visuals and started seeing myself in in past lives, like got the acknowledgement that yes, I used, I had done this work previously. And so the birthmark was just reawakening and remembering what I had already been part of and that I was actually, and I started start crying. I didn't know why he's he's like, what are you feeling? What are you saying? I was seeing all these people around me and I could feel a tightness in my throat. And he was like, okay, ask this question, ask this, you know, kind of guiding me through the facilitation of this. And I was like, I was strangled. I was strangled for speaking about spiritual truth, sharing these, sharing this work in the world, sharing these gifts. And so that was, that was maybe like a year later, but that was another huge, like awakening moment of clearing all of that stuff from past life, past generational stuff that was getting in the way for me actually being in the embodiment. Cause like two years ago, I would not have been comfortable talking about this on a podcast. I I was really just sort of like uncertain about it. And it was my own judgments and my own fears about it. It wasn't actually that anybody else, pe- people have been a thousand percent positive. I've literally not gotten a single person giving me negative feedback. And if I did, I literally would not care. They're like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> like, do you, man? But at that time, it was just so new for me. And it felt so like a little seedling of hope. And I was, I didn't want anybody to step on it. I just wanted to water it myself and figure it out and integrate it. And that took two years to really, or maybe a little bit less, but at least a year to really figure out what I wanted to say about it, how I wanted to share about it, what that meant for me, how I wanted to incorporate that into my client work and and all of that. Yeah. There's a lot of elements of this. And I think what's really brave about 
the process that you went through was giving yourself permission to kind of keep it close for a little while to really understand it before you got into a place of like being able to um, just be ready, you know, in, in alignment and, and saying, okay, like now I know, now I get this. So now I can like, it's cultivation, like at its finest. I think more people should be doing that. Um, so for spirituality and just like coming into this place where you had this whole business, you had this whole like um, stand, stand on brand, right. That had nothing to do with hand, you know, handwork, energy, clearing, none of that. And then realizing that you wanted to kind of start, how, how were you going to bring that in? What was that process like for you? I think I'm still figuring that out to some degree. Uh, I definitely over the last two years have brought that into work with my clients, my one-on-one mastermind clients. And we've gotten to go really deep and had some really cool stuff happen, especially at in-person events when we do energy work together, some massive clearings and that is when I feel the most connected and most grounded. And so whenever I come back to that, especially in person, I always have that thought of why the fuck am I not doing this more? I need to be doing this like all the time. What the heck, man? I don't, maybe somebody listening to this can resonate where you just spend most of your time doing stuff that you like, maybe even love, but then you do something that is just the essence of you and requires no conscious effort. And it's just pure (laughs) fucking channeled bliss. And then you're like, okay, what, what, what am I doing? So, (laughs) you know, I'm still like, I do have so many things that I want to talk about and teach about and share and so many things that do bring me joy. And so now it's really just about this, this next evolution of still keeping some of the business stuff and having some of that stuff, probably more on evergreen. And, you know, I do love being able to coach and, and teach around sales and funnels and all that stuff, but I definitely see a sort of this transition sort of happening in my own business. And everybody goes through that to some degree, right? There's like this, especially for personal brands, it's yeah. you. And so your brand and your business and your offerings are going to evolve and grow as you evolve and grow. And that's something that can be really uncomfortable and fucking terrifying when you're like, I'm burning this shit to the ground and we're starting over. <laughs> that is not a fun place to be. Uh, but it's also the sometimes the necessary place. Like I certainly spent more time that I would like to admit in resistance to the, to, to getting to that place where I'm like, okay, acknowledgement, we are going to burn this to the ground. We are going to do whatever it takes to remold this. I know you've been in in well with kind of shifting the whole message and, and avatar and business and brand. It's like, oh my gosh, like but I've gone through that multiple times, especially with the podcast, changing the name of that. But it's like when it's not in alignment, you've got to listen to that. The, the, the misalignment feeling is not going away. Can we, can we talk about too, like misalignment and using your voice? Because I think that like, yeah. there's this whole component of like, we can walk away from things that are misaligned, but we could also speak our truth and like express what's going on and what we're feeling and what's not serving us. And like, be an advocate for ourselves through that. So yeah, that's just what's coming through as a powerful topic for us to dive into. Yes. Yeah. I saw a quote recently that said something to the effect of basically like, are you misaligned with what you're doing or is it the way that you're doing it? That's misaligned. Yeah. And I think that that's such an, I'm so glad you just brought that up. (laughs) That's such an important nuance thing. Right. Like before you burn it to the ground, really reflect on what's going on. Yeah. Like, so for your journey of uh, 
deepening your relationship with spiritual connection now, right? And and how and growing a business at the same time, like how are you doing it in a way that's like supportive and expansive and yeah, what does it look like for you now? Ooh, this is a big question. I think it's still evolving. I don't know that I'm fully to a place of honoring that entirely. And I just want to be 100 with you guys. Like it, like, it's I you know, it's like it's just, there's, there's always something to us to expand into. Right. I think right now, more recently in January, I decided to take a beat and I thought it was just going to be maybe for a couple of days. I was just feeling really burnt out. I had some stuff happen end of December, basically had to work kind of through the, the holidays and I didn't really get time off. So it was just really kind of feeling resentful of my business, just wanted space from it, needed to just fully recharge so that I could show up the way that I wanted to. Cause I was not, I was not liking who I was. I was waking up that month towards the end, just feeling really cynical like <laughs> most days <laughs> I was like what's the point of anything why am I even doing this like just cynical and that's certainly not going to attract the things that I want to create and I'm not going to enjoy what I'm doing if I'm just being a Debbie freaking downer so I was like okay <laughs> like not that I needed to go in timeout but I needed to go into like a, a a timeout in the sense of like away from my business so that I could recharge so I said okay for this week I'm not going to do any on-camera stuff. I'm going to give myself the chance to just be. I'm not even going to make that an intention or goal. And I'll do some administrative stuff that has to get done. But other than that, if I need to sleep, I'm going to go sleep. If I need to go outside, I'm going to go outside. And just really, really the sleep thing was the main thing. And just started really honoring whatever my body was communicating to me. Mm. And then one week turned into two weeks. And then by the third week, it was like, okay, I'm getting rid of coffee. I'm getting rid of alcohol. I am like, you know, being in spiritual ceremonial containers. And I, not that I didn't take the whole month of January off, off, but I took a massive step back and was like really not working. And I needed that so badly, especially getting off of coffee. I did not realize how much that was affecting my ability to focus, my ability to think straight. It honestly felt like, a hundred tabs were open in my brain at all times. And as soon as I got off coffee, I remember the first two days were so fucking miserable. <laughs> I was like, so like, why am I doing this? <laughs> and then by day three, I woke up and I felt so, it was like I was seeing through different eyes. I felt so present, so awake, so aware. I started sleeping better. I, you know, all of the things, all the positive things. And so that's been a part of sort of reclaiming. And I go through phases. There's times where I kind of get back into old patterns and it's like, whoop, okay, hold on. We got to, we got to refocus again and really refocus from the place of, am I giving myself love? Am I nurturing myself? Is this nourishing? And we actually had a really beautiful call recently where you supported me and guided me and coached me. And it was so amazing and really just allowed me to kind of have that mirror a lot of the things that I was sharing and expressing mirrored back to me around like, what, what is it that I want to create? What would bring me joy and just really help me like anchor back into what is the vision for 2022 and beyond? And what do I want to create? Um, I've also really started singing more. And I love that that's something that we've been able to share together. And, oh. uh, 
it's so crazy to think about just the expression of self and the nurturing of self. And I mean, there's so many things here. I started, I got a drum. I started drumming and all these songs and weird, crazy stuff started coming through. One night I couldn't sleep. And instead of, you know, smoking weed or getting up and pacing around the house and watching a movie or whatever, I decided to just sit in my office and drum and I recorded it. And at first it was really pretty and melodic. And then all of a sudden it was just really intense. And just, I was kind of cursing out like all these things and just like, fuck this and fuck that. It was so cathartic. And then it kind of went pretty again. And then it got really weird. And I sent it to you about like this whole song about we are spinning on a fucking rock and like, why are we stressed out about anything? Like nothing is real, like everything it's whatever. And yeah, I, I feel like I've just been giving myself a lot of space and a lot of freedom to explore and express in a lot of different ways and, and actually listening to those nudges as they are coming through. Do you feel like honoring that within yourself? This is gold. You feel like honoring that within yourself has changed how you also express and honor your needs in the dynamics of other things, like in your business or in your relationship with your partner or in your relationship with your friends, like you've been taking this channel of voice and learning how to use it to like express yourself. Is that showing up in other ways? I, I definitely think so. I mean, yeah. we, it was so funny. My fiance edits my podcast. And the other day I sat down and recorded three podcast episodes and they flowed out of me so effortlessly. And I said to him, afterwards because we didn't get to see each other he was working all day and then I was podcast recording till like late into the night and so he was like oh my god I feel like I haven't seen you and I was like I have not been that open and like had that like just a clear channel I don't think ever I don't think I've ever sat down and just talked to no one and had it just flow out of me so yeah there's been a lot of little things like that where there's been another layer kind of peeled away that was sort of when I say layer of a blockage that was peeled away for my expression another example is I had a client who had taken my podcast name like basically took it and it was like okay they're the same and also kind of copied my the style of my intro and you know a couple months ago my lawyer had sent a cease and desist we were in the process of getting a registered trademark And then we got the registered trademark and I was like, do I send another letter? Like, what do I do? This is like so weird. Like she's literally been one of my longtime clients. And when we had sent that letter a couple of months ago, she changed it for like a week, then changed it back. And it's just like, I was like feeling so uncomfortable and I didn't want to say anything. But every time I saw that, I'm like, this is, why are you taking my stuff? Like, you know what I mean? Like there was this old wound, this old story around like being taken advantage of. And so I was talking to one of my friends and she's like, you need to say something. You have to like, just, you know, you need to. She's like, I'm not telling you anything you don't, you don't already know. Just like rip the bandaid off. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do it today. And so I sent her a very like loving and respectful message. And I was just like, kind of reiterated some of the things in the cease and desist. Like, you know, this is my intellectual property. We have the registered trademark. We're building this into a bigger brand. Um, it's, you you can't like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even remember exactly what I said, but it was, it was, you know, very brief and basically also kind of highlighted that there's, that creates confusion. 
yeah. when someone is going and searching my show and they're seeing both of our stuff and then our little blurbs are almost exactly the same as well. I was like, it's pretty clear that one of them was copied. So I don't think that that's something that you really want attached energetically to your brand. I know that you're very deep in the work of energetics and just basically was like, you know, I'm asking you again to please change it. And I didn't get a response. I didn't really expect one, but I wasn't attached to the outcome of getting a response. And then I saw on her stories that she was changing her podcast and kind of framed it up of like, I'm so excited. We're having this new evolution. And I was like, that's fine. Frame it however you want as long as, and, but it's as of the day we're recording this, it's still not changed. And please guys do not go and like do anything rude. That's not what I'm about. I'm not asking. I'm actually asking you to not go and look it up and do not do any kind of shady harassment shit. That is not what I'm about. And I will be really pissed at you if you do that. Um, I'm sharing this solely for the uh, intention of my personal expression. This is my story. This is something that happened. I have no hard feelings. I actually feel great (laughs) now that I express it. I really don't care if she keeps it or not. It was really just about me standing up for my own stuff and standing up for myself and really speaking my truth. Yeah. And I think too, like I can definitely relate to that experience of like needing to put your foot down and communicate your boundaries and like learning how to do that in a way that is loving and emotionally detached. Right. And like, that's what I'm hearing from you too, because we can get like really wrapped up in the emotions around stuff. Like I know you and I had long talks about this recently where I felt a need to express how, um, sisters who were facilitating containers, like weren't really doing it in a safe way. Mm -hmm. And I had all of this fear around using my voice to express what I felt was like a really important thing to be said. And I think that's part of the navigation of learning how to turn your voice on and learning how to actually have it be resonant in a frequency of love and in a frequency of demand, you know, demandness of your boundaries in like a really good way and not in a way that's like, messy or you know dramatic or crazy or chaotic and all of that it's like yeah I think feel like when you use this channel through voice and you come to embrace it and accept it in how it works for you for your own healing you know how to use it to like kind of play the game of reality a little bit better do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying yeah even how you know communicating with sisters too like that's such a big part can we talk about using your voice in song because we have been through I think similar things many girls grow up they love to sing right it's like such a big thing but then something weird kind of happens in our relationship with that channel where we're kind of taught like has to sound a certain way or it's good or bad or like now you want to perform and get it right so can you share a little bit about your journey in relationship with your own voice of song yeah so I would love to. Ever since I was a kid, I was celebrated for my voice and got awards and all these things. And while that's all good and well, the thing that I kept hearing was you're so talented. And this is important because this created a subconscious belief that one, you should only do things that you're naturally good at. And two, if you're naturally, if you're really, truly naturally talented, then you shouldn't have to actually work hard for anything. And if you are working hard, then you must not be talented. And then if you sing and you don't sound good, then you must not be talented. 
So I had all of these freaking beliefs that I didn't really uncover until more recent years that were wrapped up in every single time that I sang. And so what was once pure bliss and joy became this really heavy in my head, stuck in my rehearsal, gotta get it right expression. And it wasn't purely channeled. There was like two times, meanwhile now, like most of my stuff is like just channeled because I don't, like I've cleared that, you know? But I remember being in uh, Stella Adler studio of acting 2012. And I remember doing a monologue and then my teacher, I was like really connected. He was like, okay, start singing. And I was like, ah, oh, sing what? He was like, um, let's, and I started, 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 started singing somewhere over the rainbow. And then I, and he's like, okay, and now go into the monologue. And I went into the, and whatever he had me do this thing. And everybody was just mouth wide open. Like, and I'm looking around and I remember he, they were all like, holy shit, that was fucking amazing. And I'm like, I don't get it. I didn't do anything though. And he went, exactly, exactly. You didn't do anything. And I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> like all I knew was that I like, felt really amazing, but I really didn't get it. And it, what it was, was I was finally not in my fucking head. I was finally not trying to micromanage every single note that came through. And I literally was in full surrender, full trust, just allowing it to be expressed. And it was so connected and so easy and so effortless and divine in every way. And so present that, yeah, <laughs> it, it was so impressive and so amazing because I literally didn't do anything. I just opened my channel and got out of my own way. And so it's so interesting to think back on that and look at kind of where I've come to now, especially with singing and starting to sing in ceremony space, which, oh my God, is like my favorite thing to do ever. Mm -hmm. I know for you too, it's just like literally pure bliss. Mm -hmm. And it, the first time that I sang in a ceremony space, I was terrified. And they said, does anybody else want to offer a song? And there's like 30 plus people there. And I was just like, Jen, you're going to regret this forever. Raise your fucking hand, raise your fucking hand. Like in my head, like <laughs> coaching myself. And I raised my hand and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Oh yeah, come on in. So I start singing and it was just like, I was literally trembling to the point where I got on all fours. I don't know what I was doing, but I was like undulating, <laughs> like doing cat cow as I'm singing. And I had my eyes closed and my hands were shaking. And I remember looking up and I just saw you and our friend Cassidy and you guys were like, oh my God, that was so beautiful. I was sobbing. I was sobbing. <laughs> Anytime Jen sings in ceremony space, I cry. It's like Same. such a whole process. Cause it's really, it's so beautiful to, I think it's like to, to see how, you know, I met you in this environment where we walk, you walk into a room and like everybody is like in fight or flight nervousness, right? It's like this whole energy of like, I may be accepted to go to this college based on my voice and talent. I may not be, which means that I'm terrible. Oh my God, this is the moment. Like, you know, it's, it's like high pressure yeah. and it creates kind of this like restriction of uh, that free expression energy, right? And seeing how I remember how I was holding that in those auditions and then watching you in ceremony space in your full freedom of voice and full freedom of expression and you're hitting every single note and it's like flowing and medicine and like it's just it's just beautiful right and like 
that detachment of the, I don't care what other people think of this. I'm like, just allowing this to run through. Mm. Like, I love watching you in that energy. It is like my favorite fucking thing in the whole, I could literally <laughs> watch you on TV for like it's hours. <laughs> like seriously. Oh, oh my God. Well, I think what you just said is so beautiful and, and just potent. I think in the past, it was all about, let me impress these people, like just, and then all that, like the fear of judgment. And it was such a performance put on. Whereas what I've really learned from you and so many of the people who are in their musicianship study who I've sat with is that in those contexts and environments, it is not a performance. It is an offering. And that one idea has been so massively transformational in my life and my ability to express and the way in which I think about singing after literally singing for my whole life, private voice lessons, 10 plus years, every single week, going to different classes and workshops and studying in school, like all of these different things. And none of that. Yeah. I learned how to breathe. I learned how to not be in my vocal fry. I learned about vowels, but, but nobody talked about this is an offering, like a divine offering. We had all the technical, all the acting tips, all the ways in which to embody a character, but none that allowed you to just channel pure divine expression. And I just find that so fascinating slash troubling (laughs) that people like, I'm like, how sad that so many people who are in that that is their life's work that they may not be able to approach it from that lens. And like, that's, that's what it comes from when you're a kid, when you're just in your joy. My little niece loves to sing, hates when she's filmed though. So we have to be very sneaky about it. Uh, And we were out in the snow and she just started belting, let it, let it go. And she just went for it. She just let it rip. The notes were just, she started like screlting, which is like scream belting at one point. And like, we are hysterical laughing. It was so pure. It was so like embodied. And yeah, I hope she holds on to that forever because that's, that is the magic. But yeah, what I was gonna say is like, I learned so much from just watching the way in which other musicians in the ceremony spaces approach the way in which they sing and that everybody is so supportive. And that's such a unique thing that you really don't get in like musical. I mean, musical theater people are supportive, but you know, you're, you're competing with each other and you're in the audition spaces and like it just is a different energy and I loved witnessing two specific things in ceremony spaces with singing one how everybody was allowed to come up no matter what level of musicianship you were at if you were like literally just learning how to sing or if you were the world's like next pop star whatever it doesn't matter and that everybody was celebrated for what they offered and acknowledged even if they didn't hit a single note, quote unquote, hit a single note in tune, whatever that even means, it was like, whoa, when somebody was connected to what they were wanting to share, the notes didn't matter. And I think that's especially important, like for me, because I have like, my ear is very good, which is great for some things and also very inhibiting in other contexts, because it can be hard for me to sit through a show if people are singing out of tune constantly. It's like physically painful. 
And yet when I was in the medicine, it didn't matter because those people were being truthful and it was divinely connected and that made it so pure. And I was getting chills and I was loving it and I wanted them to keep singing. And so it's really, really interesting to see how that has shifted and evolved and just how much that connection and the, the intention behind what is being expressed really makes, makes it. Yeah. It's, there's something so beautiful about it. And I feel like one of the gifts of, and I speak for myself, but I'm pretty sure you might feel this way too. Like the gifts of those containers of being in ceremonial space where like the whole frequency is love for fucking eight Mm -hmm. hours, you know, Mm -hmm. and being in this dynamic of being super present and being super connected to the heart and receiving. It's like, so powerful to experience that and then have to take that home and have to like you know and and get to bring that medicine home and like integrate right and find like did your perspective of life start to shift after doing more of this work oh my god yeah I I know it's like not even remotely like yeah I'm not even remotely the same version of myself I'm more myself now than I've ever been and you know and it's been so cool to see, especially like our whole sister group and just so many of our friends, you know, who were in the study of themselves, really just becoming more of themselves and more free and more open and more fully expressed. And it's just so fucking cool to watch. And it's like, oh my God, that's so great. And then like one of our friends went to Peru and came back and it's like, all of these embodiment up levels and you know before she left it's like oh my god like who am I going to be am I going to be a different person and then it was like oh my god like happy birthday kind of thing because you were literally it's like a rebirth when you go through some of these really transformational experiences yeah what would be your advice to a girl who wants to start using her voice more often or wants to start exploring her channels or her relationships to spirituality more hmm allow, <clears throat> seeing as my mind is clearing, we've been talking for like three hours. So yeah, um, allow whatever wants to come through to come through without any judgment. And I say this because I was actually helping one client um, doing energy work with her. And I got a, a download from spirit that said, tell her that if she wants to start channeling light language, that she should do it, but tell her not to judge it. <laughs> So I was like, all right, I have this message for you. Like open your mouth. Like if you feel like light language wants to come through and she started like, like just channeling all this stuff. And that was like such a transformational moment for her. And I didn't even know what that was. I didn't, I remember when I first heard light language, I was like, oh, what's coming through? So whether it's light language, whether it's your voice, whether it's spoken word, poetry, whatever it is, get, create space for yourself to just let it, come out. I feel like that's something that I've really been in a study with over the last year, especially, especially being around you, our other friend, Stephanie, when we're like, I remember we were driving around Sedona. I don't think you were in the car. I think it was me and Stephanie. And she was like, I got to, I got to move something. And I was like, okay. And so she just starts growling and we're both in the car, like, and we're doing energies. And I'm like, and then we just start hysterically laughing. We're like, this isn't, this is insane. And so beautiful and so hilarious all at the same time. But I think in the early days, I would have kind of held it in a little bit and tried to be like, you know, like had it be like really quiet. I didn't want to be the loud person in the room. I was afraid to be looked at. And now 
I do not care, <laughs> but that took a little while for me and <laughs> a lot to move through, but it's just like, allow yourself to be fully expressed. So whatever that looks like for you, if you've been craving getting a drum or sound bowls, or I would say even get like a little like shaker, my little like $3 egg shaker and just start vocalizing and just let it come out. And it's not going to necessarily be pretty and it doesn't have to be pretty. It can just be raw expression. And I think that's just one of my favorite ways to clear energy, to connect with myself, to kind of get back in my body. And yeah, it's just so great for so many things. I love it. I love that we're on this path together. And I love (laughs) that so much of what you shared is so resonant. Like every time you're talking and telling a story, I could think of a student of mine Mm -hmm. that is really going to benefit from this dialogue. So I'm so happy that we got to drop in talk about all of the magic medicine and you are showing up in our sacred six figure is camp, which I'm super pumped about coming on to talk sales strategy. I love that I'm bringing, this is what so, gets me so excited. I'm bringing in masters of strategy who have these alter egos of deep spirituality that are just like <laughs> igniting and turning on as we speak. So it's, it's just such a juicy combination. And um, for everybody out there in the world who really resonated and connected and felt like your story was so special guys please reach out to Jen Jen why don't you tell the world where they can find you yeah the world world you can find me at hey Jen Casey (laughs) that's my Instagram handle my website and then also the CEO psyche podcast and we'll link up the episode that Lauren and I did because that one is so good so definitely come and check that out as well Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being here, Jen. Thank you so much for sharing so much of your life behind the scenes. And, you know, I hope for anybody listening, this just gives you permission to go a little bit deeper on your journey and to also embrace and love and accept where you are right now. Thank you guys so much for being here. Jen, we'll see you soon inside the boot camp. Hey sister, don't go anywhere just yet. I have a free offer for you as a gift for being a beautiful lovebird listener of this show. I wanna give any student who leaves a review on this podcast a beautiful free gift, the Six Laws of Wealth audio series. If you're creating prosperity, abundance, health freedom, financial freedom, this audio training series is going to shift and propel you into a new perspective of creating prosperity and wealth in your life. It's really simple to receive this free offer. All you have to do is leave a review on the podcast, write up some comments about how you feel this show has helped you. And when you're done, take a screenshot of that review and email our team. You can go to hello at laurenoflove.com and just share in an attached file a screenshot of your review. We'll respond back and give you a link to sign up for that free series, The Six Laws of Wealth Audio Training. It is a beautiful, jam-packed study, and I'm so honored to give you that gift for free. So again, just leave a review, write some love notes about how this podcast has changed your life, and take a screenshot, send it to us at hello at laurenoflove.com, and we'll respond back with your free access to The Six Laws of Wealth Audio Series. I look forward to seeing your review and I am so excited to share this series with you for free. Enjoy guys and I'll see you on the next show.